Hello, I'm Dango Rose, and this is the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. And I'm Cynthia Davis. In this week's episode, we speak to Reba Mitchell, director of Ned Seniors. We talk about the organization and how they work to offer enrichment through food and community. We hear this week's music mentions from Jamie Lammers and special correspondent Marianne Rosen will share a special story about the wildflowers of Colorado. And for our final story, we speak to Adam Paws of the No-Go Gilbillies and Ned Feed. He talks about the joy of running a mountain town feed store while also playing a lead role in one of Netherlands less obscure community bands. But first, some news from your neighborhood. Voting is open for this year's Views from the Top Photo Contest. You can see all entries both in this week's edition of the Mountaineer newspaper and online. Go to our website and follow the prompt to the page where you can view, vote, and share. Have you heard? There's a circus coming to town. July 22nd at Chapetta Park. This year, board members have organized a dazzling Big Top Circus and Carnival Day to benefit the Carousel of Happiness. The first annual Summer Circus fundraiser will feature juggling, acrobats, Chinese pole, aerialists, food, and fun for the whole family. To learn more or to buy your tickets, go to www.carouselofhappiness.org. The Mountaineer team has begun working on the Fall Taste of the Peaks, If you have a food or beverage-related business story idea or want to submit a local Colorado recipe for inclusion, contact info at themountaineer.com. The Central City Opera has kicked off their 2023 festival season. Go to centralcityopera.org to see what's on tap for the upcoming months. The festival runs from June 24th to August 6th with Romeo and Juliet and Kiss Me Kate now playing with a special premiere of Othello on July 16th. Read more local news and feature stories in print and online at themountaineer.com. And that's it for this week's news briefs. If you have something to share, you can send requests for submission to info at themountaineer.com. As long as it meets our community standards, we'll be sure to include it in a future episode. Brightwood Music has been serving the peak-to-peak region and beyond since opening in 2008. The full-service music store offers new and used instruments and will even repair the ones you've got. Go ahead and check them out on Facebook at Brightwood Music. Brightwood Music is the best music store with altitude across the peak to peak. For our lead story, Cynthia speaks with Reba Mitchell, director for local nonprofit Ned Seniors, an organization working to enrich the lives of our 60 plus mountain community. Hi, Reba. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Reba Mitchell, the director of Netherland Area Seniors. And Ned Seniors plays a pretty important role in the community. 
But one of the most important is providing both a place of community and a healthy meal. Can you tell us about the weekly lunches? We do meet for um, lunches every week where 60 plus plus anyone else from the community that wants to join can join. For seniors, it's just a suggested $5 donation. And we have a lunch menu that's hot, served hot, and everyone can kind of sit together and talk and um, catch up on things. And if you could also tell us how the lunches provide seniors a way to keep active and also stay involved in the community. In the mountains, a lot, lot more rural, and our seniors here, luckily, are there a little bit more hardy, and they're here for a reason, just like all the other people that live in the mountains, and want to stay. And sometimes in those situations with spouses dying or family members not being around, they become more isolated. And so I feel like not only just providing healthy meals is important, but even having allowing opportunities for social interaction and um, engaging in the public, engaging and, and somehow just kind of still being a part of the community um, in some way to make them feel um, like they're not so isolated. So when we announce what we're doing during lunch, then they hear about these activities that are happening all around Netherlands. So not only just with what we're offering, but um, then that allows them to have more opportunities to participate and um, be present. And can you tell us about the meal delivery program? We also run frozen meal delivery program, which goes out to people's homes and it's delivered from north of Ned to south of Ned into Gilpin County. We've discovered a huge amount of need in our area for um, senior meals at home. There's a lot of delivery um, limitations for other organizations to be able to reach our um, mountain areas. So we're kind of that connection. And that link. So these meals that go out to the homes are frozen meals. So people can put them in their freezer and have them later. So how many meals would you say are delivered each week? We send out about 70 to 100 meals a week that go out to people's homes still. Reba, how can eligible seniors find out more information? Yeah, definitely. It's info at mountainpeaklife.org. And then you can call our office and leave a message. And that number is 303-258. 0799. Thank you, Reba. I know the community appreciates everything Ned Seniors has to offer. We have also included additional information about the organization in our show notes. I've been taken by the power. Still, you won't forsake us no more I've been misled by the secrets they yield We won't let them lead us to war Now we go to correspondent Jamie Lammers, who will be delivering this week's Music Mentions. And now, for this week's Music Mentions. Head to Busey Brews, located at 70 East 1st Street in Netherland, on Sunday, July 16th at 2pm to see Julian Young performing live. Head to the Canyon Tavern, located at 32138 Highway 72 in Cole Creek Canyon, on Friday, July 14th at 6pm to see a karaoke night, on Saturday, July 15th at 7pm to see Greg Green performing live, and on Sunday, July 16th at 4pm to see Howard Glugosh performing live. 
Gold Hill Inn, located at 401 Main Street in Gold Hill, on Wednesday, July 12th at 6 p.m. to see Jenner Fox and Jeremy Elliott performing live, on Friday, July 14th at 8 p.m. to see Ragged Union performing live, and on Sunday, July 16th at 6 p.m. to see Danny Schaefer performing live. Halloween Brewing, located at 51A Main Street in Rollinsville on Saturday, July 15th at 5 p.m. to see the Kind Mountain Band performing live. Head to the Jamestown Mercantile, located at 108 Main Street in Jamestown on Thursday, July 13th at 7 p.m. to see River Man performing live, on Friday, July 14th at 7 p.m. to see Donnie and Clay from Gas Pops performing live, and on Sunday, July 16th at 12.15 p.m. to see Lauren Freehoff performing live. JKQ Barbecue, located at 200 Gregory Street in Blackhawk on Friday, July 14th and Saturday, July 15th at 6 p.m. to see Mark Cuban performing live. Head to Knotted Root Brewing, located at 250 North Caribou Street in Netherland on Friday, July 14th at 5 p.m. to see Black Dog and Friends performing live. Also be sure to see them performing live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Jazz Sundays. Millsite Inn, located at 44365 Highway 72 in Ward on Saturday, July 15th at 7 p.m. to see Danny Schaefer performing live. Head to the Train Cars, located at 101 Peak to Peak Highway in Netherland on Friday, July 14th at 9 p.m. to see Beulahs and Beats performing live at the Netherland Silent Disco After Party featuring Bubba Thump, Rizzy Rails, and Candace Rose, and on Saturday, July 15th at 3 p.m. to see Sarah Banker and Emmett and Victoria performing live for the Netherland Day of Art. Also be sure to head there Saturday, July 15th at 5 p.m. for the Netherland Day of Art performance of Dub Days with DJ Laser. And finally, head to the Very Nice Brewing Company located at 20 East Lakeview Drive, number 112 in Netherland on Saturday, July 15th at 5 p.m. to see Reservoir Fog performing live. Did we miss you or your performances? Want to submit your music listing in the Peak to Peak area? Do you have updates to your business or to your performances? Please call 303-810-5409 or email info at themountaineer.com to be included in the next print edition or the next podcast of The Mountaineer. Thank you, Jamie. Now let's drop in with special correspondent, Marianne Rosen, who shares a fascinating story about the wide array of wildflowers visible to the discerning eye in the peak-to-peak region of Colorado. With this subject being near and dear to my heart for personal reasons, I love that I get to share this story. With spring rains this year and the past winter's abundant and lingering snowpack, Wildflower season in Colorado is already beautiful and should be spectacular from the foothills through the front range into the high country in the coming weeks. Wildflowers in Colorado began blooming as early as March, and they last as late as October. Pask flowers are usually the first to blossom as delicate purple flowerets push their way through the snow, promising the arrival of spring and warmth to come. The abundance of pask flowers this year was a positive omen of an incredible wildflower season. Wildflowers play a major role in the Colorado ecosystem. They are an important main food source for bees, other pollinators, hummingbirds, and butterflies. It is no surprise that with its diverse landscapes and climate types, that Colorado is home to about 5,000 species of wildflowers. The rarest bloom is the Victoria lily, which only blooms for 48 hours. The death camma, 
often mistaken for wild onion, is the most dangerous of the wildflowers and should not even be touched. Although Crested Butte is often considered the wildflower capital of the United States and will hold their wildflower festival this year, July 7th through the 16th, and the best wildflower trails are thought to be in the San Juan National Forest, along with Rocky Mountain National Park ablaze with blooms, I want to talk about the beauty closer to home. With too many species to name, I am going to mention a few you may see in the Boulder and Peak-to-Peak region, along with a few legends. As you are out viewing the abundance of gorgeous blooms, one may see poppies, bluebells named for their bell shape, arrowroot balsam, which can be used as a wound disinfectant, Rocky Mountain bee plant, a four-foot high plant with tiny bunches of purple flowers, which attract a ton of bees, wild roses, singfoil plants signifying strength, power, honor, and loyalty, the scarlet gilia, a red trumpet-shaped flower which attracts hummingbirds, and fireweed. Often the first flower to pop up post-burn, these pink and purple flowers symbolize resilience and a cleansing of old energy. They attract bumblebees and solitary wild bees. The three others I really want to mention that you may see out on your walks and hikes are the columbine, blanket flower, and Indian paintbrush. The columbine is Colorado's state flower. Seen especially at 7,000 feet plus in elevation, this floret represents the beauty of Colorado. The blue symbolizing the Colorado sky, the white, the mountain virgin powder snow, and the gold tones, the rich mining history of the state. They attract bees, hummingbirds, and butterflies. And in the language of flowers, they mean endurance, good fortune, strength, wisdom, aspiration, and faith. Although once used in love potions and for medicinal purposes, they are actually toxic. But since they are illegal to pick, that should not be a problem. The beautiful blanket flower provides a bright covering, and one of the many legends behind it, a lot having to do with weavers, is a Native American story which tells of a grandfather who, when ill, wove a beautiful burial blanket as a gift to the Great Spirit. In thanks, each spring, the Great Spirit, out of love and as a gift back, spreads a covering of flowers in the colors of grandfather's blanket. And last, there is the Indian paintbrush, which comes with a beautiful saga to match its red, orange, and yellow brilliance. The narrative goes that a young Native American boy had a dream that he would be a painter and capture the beauty and colors of the sunset. He grew to be that painter, but he could never quite capture that sunset. One evening, he had a vision that the next day would be the day he finally did it. When he went to his favorite painting spot, he found brushes covered in dazzling paint stuck in the ground. He used these, putting them back in the ground after using. He finally captured the glory of the sunset and the brushes grew into this vibrant flower which return every spring. Hopefully you are now captivated by the wildflowers in the Netherlands Peak to Peak and Boulder area. You can see them just about anywhere, but a few places known for their abundance of blooms are, in Boulder, 
the open spaces, the reservoir, Boulder Creek Path, and Chautauqua. Closer to home, head to the Indian Peaks Wilderness Area, the Brainerd Lake Recreation Area, Lost Lake, and the Caribou Ranch Open Space near downtown Nettleland. Here are all great areas to see stunning arrays of wildflowers. So get out and enjoy, and I will leave you with an old proverb. May your life be like a wildflower growing freely in the beauty and joy of the day. If you are a visual artist in the Peak to Peak area and want to include your studio, gallery, or workspace in the fall Peak to Peak studio tour, then go to themountaineer.com and sign up today. It is free to join and artists will showcase their finest work to visitors and art lovers in all autumn splendor. Again, to sign up, visit themountaineer.com and follow the links to the Peak to Peak studio tour. final story, Dango speaks with Adam Paws of No-Go Gilbillies and Ned Feed. He talks about the value of taking care of our community's animals while also providing some pretty slamming good bluegrass music for the mountains. Hi, Adam. Thanks for joining us today. Can you start by introducing yourself to our listening audience? Sure. My name is Adam Paws, and uh, I play banjo with the No-Go Gilbillies. And you've been playing music around these mountains for a while now. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Several small projects and solo stuff. And a lot of people probably remember Mountain Standard Time. That was kind of the the big band, quote unquote, that I was in. And how long have you been playing with the No-Go Gilbillies? I don't even know how many years now. I've been playing with this four-piece. And they're all good friends of mine. And we all used to live within a stone's throw from one another. So kind of made it really easy to, to make a band. And since we all had previously been in, you know, nationally touring acts, it uh, we all kind of arrived at the same place in life at the same time where we didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so, so this is the band that doesn't work too hard to find gigs and doesn't travel too far. And we can all kind of still go on with our regular lives and, and play music. And tell us what folks can expect to hear at a no-go Gilbilly show. Things that you've heard before in the bluegrass world, if you listen to bluegrass, you know, 
but then I still write a lot and uh so does Dave Pullins, our mandolin player, he still writes a lot. And so we do some originals and then throw in some some random stuff that we think would sound cool as a bluegrass tune. We tend to play really fast a lot of times, so I guess lamgrass may apply. <laughs> so Adam, you've been here for a while now and can really attest to how rich the Netherland culture is with music. Do you care to elaborate? Absolutely. There's My wife and I were just actually talking about this this morning with her friend that came in town from Wisconsin, that there's just a musician, every other person, you know, and Abby said, you know, everybody's a musician up here and they can build their own home too. Everybody's got some skills, but but one of the major skills that seems just prevalent in the area is musicianship. When I first moved here in 1997, um, I feel like it was even more so um, because you know, leftover salmon was kind of in their heyday and, uh, string cheese, you know, yonder mountain wasn't quite a band at that point. But when those guys came to town, you could go, you know, I'd go to a, a pick at any random place in Netherland, wherever there was a pick on whatever night that was. And you're picking with Billy Nershey and Vince Herman and, you know, Mark Van and Jeff Austin, some, some people that aren't even around anymore. Uh, but made quite a quite a splash in in the music scene, not only around here, but you know, nationally and internationally. So there's a lot of history to it, and I I didn't really know that moving here, but uh, as soon as I moved here, you know, I I saw it and uh, jumped right in. So Adam, how has this unique brand of mountain music shaped you as an artist? I was not really a bluegrass or prior to moving to Colorado. I listened to it here and there. I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I just played the guitar at that point in my life. And soon after moving to Netherland, I picked up the banjo because you could go any of those picks I mentioned you go to and there's 10 guitar players, but maybe only one or two banjo players. So thought it was, you know, an obscure enough instrument at the time that I wouldn't be one of many. I could, I could kind of learn something that would fill an open space in a lot of the picks. So, so Adam, tell us when people will be able to catch the next No-Go Gilbilly show. Next one is at Howlin' Wind in the bustling metropolis of Rollinsville. And before we go, can you tell people a little bit about your day job? My wife and I own Netherland Feed and Pet, and uh, we are owners slash operators. We're pretty hands-on. We do have a couple employees there, but uh, a lot of times you'll find us in the store slinging dog food and cat food and goat food and chicken food and fish food. And we try and carry a little bit of everything um, according to what people have asked for over the years. There's, There's a bunch of people up here and everybody seems to have pets. Um, of some sort or another. And and if they don't have pets, they're feeding the wild birds or, you know, we have still bird feed too. So it's it's a good business to be in. I always joke that uh, there's no shortage of hungry or dirty animals. Indeed. Well, I know the band is front range focused, but tell us if there's a way to keep up with the no-go gillbillies online. As far as finding us online, we don't have any officially recorded material unfortunately we should definitely do that i think but uh 
but we do try and keep updating. I try and keep updating our Facebook page at least a little while in advance as to when our next gig is. Yeah, probably the best place to find us and be able to track us down. Thank you, Adam. People can also catch the no-go Gilbillies at this year's upcoming NedFest family reunion. We will also add some additional links in our show notes for more information and operating hours at the feed store. I've been watching their battle fields, circus clowns leading the charge. Day. Love is more than what tears us apart. That concludes this week's episode of the Mountain Air Podcast, where everybody's listening. Visit our website at www.themountaineer.com to read more information about today's guests. Pick up a copy of this week's print edition of the Mountaineer at newsstands all across the peak to peak. I'm Dango Rose. And I'm Cynthia Davis. Thank you for listening. You name it, we've got it. You know, up here in the mountains, things are weird.